This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will smart food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. The following segment is from the Off-Day Debrief on the SB Nation NFL Show, where we're discussing your favorite team. Subscribe to the SB Nation NFL Show to make sure you don't miss conversations like this one. A couple of the teams in the AFC East. You want to talk Buffalo. I want to talk Miami. Let's go Buffalo first because I think they are much, much better. How worried are you about a Josh Allen regression? Because you have Buffalo right now at number five. Number five, they're actually favored to win 15 games, which is, I think, tied for the second most. The Bucks at number one are also uh, favored to win 15 games. I think only the Chiefs with 16 are favored to win more. I Look, I think the Bills still have one of the league's best rosters. I feel like Bills fans might see this ranking and feel like they're being slighted because they're only five. But, I mean, five is still a good place to be. Let's be clear about that. And then I, I just think that... The drop-off from Josh Allen, like, there's going to be some kind of drop-off this year, stats. So there is. I mean, his completion percentage went up almost 13% last year. Like, that's that's not a regular year-to-year occurrence. Like, that screams – to me, that screams Josh Allen worked hard to improve, and he deserves credit for that, yes. But also probably just not sustainable when you look at the history of that kind of improvement. And also, you know, passer rating jumped up by 24 points last year. Like, the, those are just big jumps. I think he could regress and still be like a very good starting quarterback and the Bills will still be a very good team, but just not as good as they were in 2020. 
I think part of that, obviously, is the addition of Stephon Diggs. The Bills did go out and add Emmanuel Sanders. So hopefully they're, you know, thinking like they're going to try and keep that going to help fight off some of that regression. I just think Buffalo is really good. I think Allen is really good. I think he is. I think he has sort of found the balance now of when to run and make a play with his legs and when to kind of stick in there and try and make a play down the field. And the thing I love about Buffalo is their head coach compliments their strength on offense. Sean McDermott is a defensive head coach. He's a really smart guy. The Bills defense is really tough. I think they put a lot of people uh, on the defensive early because Allen can go down and score a bunch of points and then the the other team becomes one dimensional. I'm he might regress a little. I agree with you. Like people don't we always like to assume that everybody's going to get better and kind of sustain their level of success. It's entirely possible that that's the best year Josh Allen has ever had. So we have to prepare for that. But I still think they're good. I think they're the best team in the AFC East by far. And they are going to be a pain in the ass for everybody else in the AFC. So let's get to the Dolphins then, since you also brought them up. I have them at 11, just outside of the top 10. They're favored to win just eight of their games this season, which is kind of lower for where I have them in my rankings. How are you feeling about the Dolphins? I'm down on Miami, BLG. You brought up with the 49ers that they have a strong roster and questions at quarterback. Well, you could say the exact same thing about the Dolphins. You could argue that all their good play came with Ryan Fitzpatrick at quarterback. Well, guess what? Fitzpatrick is gone. It's Tua's show. I don't think the Dolphins have confidence in Tua. And you look at their schedule, and obviously New England and Buffalo twice. Those are not going to be easy games. They got to play the Colts. They got to play the Bucks. They got to play the Ravens. They got to play Tennessee. I wouldn't be shocked at all if the Dolphins were a 500 team or below. I am not buying into them by any stretch of the imagination. They don't have a bad roster, but we're not talking about a team that's absolutely loaded at every position. So I'm down on Miami. I gotta, they got to prove it to me. I really am not sold on Tua. I, I think it's too early for anyone to say like definitively out on Tua. Like it's just, it's too early. Like we haven't, he hasn't been given a fair chance to actually show what he can do fully. I know he played last year and it wasn't great, but that, like, that's not enough. Like he still deserves this year. Now I said in the off season that if the Dolphins can make a move to get a quarterback who they think is better, they should go for that. And I still believe that, but assuming they're not doing that, then if you're sticking with Tua, then obviously you have to give him a chance, a fair shake here. And look, they added Jalen Waddell, and I think that'll be a really good weapon for him. Had a good connection at Alabama. Um, I think there are pieces for Tua to work with. But yeah, just not sold. Uh, and I think I do like the roster, though. And I think that Brian Flores is a very good head coach, and I have a lot of faith in him, which I think which really goes into why I have them ranked as highly as I do, because he gets this team to fight. We've seen that for these first two years, and I don't think that's meaningless. What I will say about Tua is that, like, the Dolphins signed Jacoby Brissett and gave him, I believe, like $5 million for a reason. And I think that reason is that if that roster is good again, like the roster looks good, but the quarterback position isn't there and Tua's really bad, I don't think they're going to have much reluctance to pull him, to pull Tua and be like, we need a baseline level. We, we need competency at the quarterback position. And Tua isn't giving us right now. We know Jacoby Brissett like, isn't going to be this amazing long-term starter. They're not under any illusions that he's going to be like their guy, their answer, but he can at least kind of keep them afloat and almost give them kind of what Fitzpatrick gave them really like that kind of level, not the same kind of player, you know, different styles and everything, uh, you know, more, 
I would say Jacoby probably more of a, a level starter than Patrick Fitzpatrick being up and down, but like kind of just competency of the quarterback position. And I think Tua doesn't just get this year as a whole. I think, I think there could be a relatively quick hook, like if he's just really bad. I agree with you. I mean, we saw it last year, and I think we could see it this year. According to your rankings, you have them sixth in the AFC. The AFC teams you have better than Miami are Kansas City, the Chargers, Buffalo, the Ravens, who we'll get to in a minute, and the Browns. And I agree with all those teams. I think they're all better than Miami, clearly. But then I look at other teams in the AFC, like Tennessee, Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, New England. Am I sure that Miami is better than those teams? I'm not sure of that. So there are, at best, they're the sixth best team in the AFC. I think a lot of people will be surprised if Miami's not competing for a playoff spot. I wouldn't be. If they're that bad, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I think people are way too high on Miami. I think the Dolphins are in that tier of teams you just talked about. Like, there's no clear uh, leader at that group as much as they're all in that conversation, that mix, which is kind of what power rankings are about, too. Like, it's not just about, like, literally, like, there's different gaps, but it's not like, the same gap between one and two is the same gap between eight and nine necessarily. You know, there's different tiers here. And I think they're in that kind of tier. It'll be interesting to see. I I had a lot of like excitement about the Dolphins last year. I was high in them. You know, they had these picks. I thought they were, you know, gonna be able to like kind of turn those into something. And I, I really wish they had gone a different route, a quarterback. Not to again say Tua has is hopeless, but I, I thought they were in a position to go get Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson or do, make this big move. And maybe they, they wanted Deshaun. And obviously that situation is not really tenable right now. So just unfortunate if that's the case. But uh I think you're a little too harsh on them, but we'll see. You can hear the rest of this conversation by subscribing to the SB Nation NFL Show wherever you get your podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. 